China's invasion has begun. You will not believe this one. Selling children and Obama and his racist film. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. We got all that and a ton more stuff tonight. There is, this show is packed, jam-packed. And welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Hope your day is off to a good start. If you'd like to join us, just please hit the follow button. You have to have an account on Rumble, but that's free. You don't need to post videos or do live shows. Just have an account and make whatever username you want to. You can use a real name like I do or just make up something and uh, off you go. When you have a, an account, hit that follow button. Join us in our live chat and also you can make comments Subscribe to the show. We really appreciate it. It's all free, 100% free. Enjoy it. All right. We got a lot going on tonight. Right off the bat, we're going to tell you about our sponsor, one of them. That is Blackout Coffee, the most amazing coffee company on the planet that makes the most amazing coffee on the planet. Folks, be awake, not woke. You're tired of the same old liberal flavored brown water crap coffee you've been drinking Time to change. Go with blackout coffee. Two reasons. The coffee is freaking amazing. Kid you not, best coffee I've ever had, and I drink <clears throat> a ton of coffee. Back in my days of doing a morning radio show, I would go through an entire pot of coffee in one show, four hours. Yeah, I had a long show. Anyway... I've been addicted to coffee for a long time, and I've never had anything like this. Blackout coffee, I personally recommend it. Additionally, not only are you supporting this great company that helps sponsor our show, but this company is all about our values. About, it sounded like a Canadian there for a minute. 100% committed to our conservative values, integrity, honesty, hard work, family, they do everything locally, from local co-ops and American farmers where they grow the beans. The roasting process, small batch, that means when you order your beans, your beans are roasted within 24 to 48 hours and then shipped out to you another few days, and you've got the freshest roasted beans you can find. And trust me, try it. Try it. You won't believe the difference fresh roasted coffee makes. They're dedicated to you, they're dedicated to this country, our first responders, our troops. Check out their webpage, the link is in our show notes. And once you make a purchase, by the way, they make great Christmas gifts. Can you imagine for the coffee drinker in your life? They do have some Christmas flavored coffees there, but they also have their usual amazing line of uh, coffee beans. You get a 20% discount at checkout on your first order when you use the promo code J20. It's right there on your screen. Promo code JAY20, J20, that's my name, and 20% off your first order, which is one hell of a deal on a great coffee I can't recommend enough. And, of course, supporting a company that supports you and me and this country. America! America! All right. We got lots, we got so much going on tonight. And in fact, a couple of things have just broke and I couldn't get them in the show because I don't have enough time to confirm everything. And I want to make sure that what we're talking about is for the most part 
true or at least accurate. I think those two things are pretty much the same thing. But uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll get onto that on tomorrow's show because it's big stuff just breaking. All right. Anyway, China's invading, and yeah, it's started. Believe it or not, this appeared on a Fox News alert today. China's cyber army is invading critical U.S. services. Now, by the way, last night uh, there was some issues with Rumble. They were having a massive DDoS attack, huge. I couldn't get online for the longest time. We did our show. The show is up there. You want to check out yesterday's show. It's in the library. But um, yeah, they were under a huge DDoS attack. And now they've fixed everything. Everything seems fine. But it is just continuing. Whether or not it's connected to this story, I don't know. But power grid, ports, pipelines, water utilities. This is scary, my friends. Post reveals hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated critical services here in the U.S. Alexandra Hoff joins us now from our nation's capital. Alex, this is not good. No, it's not. I mean, this infiltration appears to be part of a broader effort to insert chaos into our logistical systems. The information collected could then be weaponized if the U.S. and China were to become engaged directly in the Pacific. According to reporting from The Washington Post, setting multiple U.S. and industry security officials, China's cyber army, army is invading critical U.S. services, like an attempt to break into the system behind Texas's independent power grid. Other victims include a water utility in Hawaii, a West Coast port, and at least one oil and gas pipeline according to that report you're seeing there. Brendan Wells, executive director of the Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity Agency, told the Washington Post this, quote, It is very clear that Chinese attempts to compromise critical infrastructure are in part to pre-position themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or to cause societal chaos inside the United States to affect our decision-making around a crisis. The report notes that over the past year, hackers affiliated with the people People's Liberation Army in China have accessed the computer systems of about two dozen critical entities. And can I remind you about all of the military age Chinese nationals who have just waltzed in the country and gone to God knows where right across our southern border. Mm. It gets worse. This is from American Military News. I was not able to get this link in our show notes, but it's there. Check it out if you want, AmericanMilitaryNews.com. China's cyber army is infiltrating the U.S. U.S. officials, cybersecurity experts, warning that the Chinese military is increasing attempts to infiltrate are essential infrastructures, which you just heard about in that Fox News report. The Washington Post, anonymous U.S. officials, cybersecurity experts recently noted the hackers linked with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated roughly two dozen essential services in the last year. This experts claim China's infiltration of critical entities just a part of a widespread plan to disrupt or destroy essential services if a conflict should occur between the U.S. and China. This is a warning, folks. These attacks, cyber attacks, are a warning.
And you better heed that warning, because these people don't muck around. While the anonymous U.S. official told the Post that none of the hacking attempts impacted industrial control systems like operations of pistons, pumps, other critical functions, the officials noted the hacking attempts on a water utility in Hawaii, a shipping port, and logistics centers could indicate that the Chinese military is planning to use cyber attacks to prevent the U.S. from responding to any potential conflict in Taiwan. Wow. You got to check this article out. Like I said, sorry, I did not get it in the show notes. It's easy to find, though. Just type in AmericanMilitaryNews.com. This article just came out today. Just today. It's as fresh as it gets. Joe McReynolds, China Security Studies Fellow at Jamestown, explained hackers are trying to secretly build tunnels into infrastructure that could eventually be used for a cyber attack. Quoting Mr. McReynolds, he says, until then you lie in wait, you carry out reconnaissance, figure out if you can move into industrial control systems or more critical companies or targets upstream. And one day, when the order comes from on high, you switch from reconnaissance to attack. They called us conspiracy theorists. They said, oh, that's not gonna, oh, you're out of your mind, you're nuts, you're crazy. Really? How crazy are we now? They're getting ready. They are getting ready. And it is going to happen. Not to mention, like I said, how many thousands, if not tens of thousands, of military-age Chinese men have strolled across the southern... But these are not all Middle Eastern, Nicaraguan, Central South American refugees. Oh, no. Have you seen, you must have seen the videos. A lot, tens of thousands of Chinese nationals also just coming on in, undocumented, scattered to the winds throughout the country. Are they also just lying in wait until they get the order to attack? That is some damn scary stuff. And I strongly suggest you get prepared. It's happening. Imagine, imagine, just one, let's say water. Something happens with this country's water supply. We're done. You got backup? Enough for a month or two or more? I bet you don't. If you don't, you better. I would rather six months from now toss out all that water that I didn't need to use than need it and not have it. Google's crap in the bed. An epic win for Google, since we're on the topic of cyber crap. A jury has decided that Google has illegal monopoly 
in its App Store fight. Yes! Ha! The jury decided Google's sweetheart deals were too much. I love these stories. Anytime Google gets it, I'm all for it. Three years after Fortnite maker Epic Games sued Apple and Google for allegedly running illegal App Store monopolies, Epic has a win. The jury in Epic v. Google just delivered its verdict and it found that Google turned its Play Google Play Store app or App Store and Google Play billing services into an illegal monopoly. Not like you didn't already know that. Hours after deliberation began, the jury unanimously answered yes to every question put before them. Google has monopoly power in the Android app distribution markets, in-app billing services market. Google did anti-competitive things in those markets. Epic was injured by that behavior. They decided Google has an illegal tie between its Play Store app and its Google Play billing payment services, its distribution agreement, Project Hug deals with game developers and deals with OEMs that are all anti-competitive. They won. Ha! Today's verdict, a win for all app developers and consumers around the world, it proves Google's app store practices are illegal and they abuse their monopoly to extract exorbitant fees, stiff, stifle competition, and reduce innovation. So there, good on you. Congratulations, Epic Games. That link also in our show notes. You wanna check it out, read all about it, please do. If your child is spending all their time playing video games, or maybe you are, might account for some of these scores that are in our next story. This was posted over on X by Patrick Bet David, at Patrick Bet David on X. American math scores, reading, and science, all time low. International exams post-COVID. Our school system, the education system, continues to fail our kids. Don't believe me? You don't have to. Take a look at the chart. Here's the data. Trends in mathematics, reading, and science performance. PISA test scores and OECD average. That first box, that's mathematics if you can't read it. Next one, reading and science. Look at that. This goes from 2003 to 2022. Look at the jump from 2018 to 2022. Those are your test scores trending in the three main topics. Maybe 
if diversity and gender studies and worrying about people's damn pronouns and flying trans flags in your classroom and not separating groups of kids by boys and girls. Maybe if we worried a little bit less about that bullshit and started focusing on the things like, oh, I don't know, math, reading, science. Look at that. That is your kid's school system at work. And that is an embarrassment. That is the young people of today. I don't exactly know what these averages, maybe the scores, but it was up well over 500 back in 2003. Now, below 480. Does that concern you? Sure the hell should. This is what your teachers are not teaching our children. What they need, what they ought to be teaching our children. It's unbelievable. All right. What's our number one rule on this show? Don't screw with our kids. This is just another form of screwing with our kids. Make people accountable. Go to board meetings. You're going to get put on some FBI watch list as a domestic terrorist. Don't give a crap. If you haven't done anything wrong or illegal, you have nothing to worry about. In a perfect world, I know, there are people rotting in jail who are political prisoners who went for a stroll through open doors in the Capitol on January 6th. They are all political prisoners. So yes, it can happen. Sometimes you gotta have the big sacrifices to get to your end goal. Go to school board meetings, speak up, speak out, bring these test scores, ask them why. Ask them how much time you spend on math, reading, science, as opposed to how much time you spend on diversity and gender and pronouns. But don't do that if you're in Ireland. You will definitely go to jail. Eleanor in the News. <laughs> I love this poster over on X. Great. Eleanor in the News. Proof... Get, get a load of this. Proof is no longer required in order to punish you for questioning the narrative. I'm not kidding. Proof no longer required to prove guilt. If what you say or think is considered hateful by the authorities, in other words, don't question the government. Take a look at this. This is some police in Ireland, and this is under the header hostility. Number one, we do not need to prove hatred. Right there with the big red arrow. 
We do not need to prove hatred. If we decide it's hatred, it's hatred. No legal definition of hostility. Unbelievable. Dictionary definition used and can include unfriendliness. Oh, you're being a bit unfriendly today. I think I shall arrest you. Contempt, ill will, prejudice, antagonism. Uh, there it is, posted behind this speaker, looks like some police officer, probably some public affairs spokesperson. We do not need to prove hatred. Now, why is this important? It's all the way over in Ireland. Nobody gives a crap. It's a little tiny country. Who cares? You better care. You better start caring. I say it time and time again. What happens over there is just testing grounds, folks. It won't be long, and this kind of bullshit will be right at our doorstep. Word. Market. It's going to happen. Been a while since the Obamas have been in the news. I think the last time we heard from them, uh, oh yeah, there was a dead chef on their property. Well, Barack Hussein Obama has produced the first fiction movie for Netflix. And apparently he gave extensive notes to the director for the cyber attack plot. There's a new release from Netflix called Leave the World Behind. Stars um, Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali. Honestly, I have no idea. I know Julia Roberts, but I have no idea who that is. I'm not really big on the pop culture stuff these days. Anyway, Barack and Michelle produced their first fiction film about the main topic of our show today, a cyber attack shuts down all the country's power, crippling the U.S. Hmm. The Obamas provided movie notes for director Sam Esmail's latest film, Kevin Bacon, Ethan Hawke also in it. First fictional movie executive produced by Barack and Michael Obama, though they're uh, through their Higher Ground Productions company. It's got a multi-year deal with Netflix. However, one scene garnered attention for characters criticizing white people in the event the world falls apart. One character in the film tells her partner, quote, I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be doled out easily to anyone, especially 
the white people. Think I'm kidding? Not kidding. Hang on one quick second here. Give a listen. I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. That's from the film. Now, first of all, can I say that is one of the worst delivered lines and acting I think I've ever seen. It's like, is there a script down there under the covers and she's reading off of it? Because that's what it sounds like. Second of all, what? James Woods, the actor, posted that on X. At Real James Woods. He says, the Obamas are two of the most influential people on the planet. Politics aside, you have to agree their potential power to create good in the world is monumental. That's why seeing that power used to promote this kind of racial hatred is deeply disappointing. You are exactly right, Mr. Woods. Exactly right. Read the whole article. It's in there. You can check it out. Link to that clip is also in there. We, uh, we usually wind up our show with something happy, upbeat. I pray that this story has a happy ending. At the moment, it does not. I saw this today, and it is the head shaker of head shakers. You know, when canine officers, police officers with their dogs, retire, or the dog is retired, normally that dog is left with the police officer. That is SOP. It has been around the country forever. The dog lives with the cop, grows up with the cop, is trained by the cop. One Ohio city has denied a cop the ability to keep his beloved canine partner who has, quote, been with us through everything. In spite of the fact they've even offered $10,000. I assume they'd be like to cover the expenses of training the dog and everything. There you go. There's the officer and his uh, canine. A former canine officer fighting tooth and nail to retire his longtime partner and formally fold him into his family. But an Ohio city is standing in the way. What the hell is the matter with you people? Officer Chad Hagen claims the city of Shaker Heights refused his offer of 10 grand to take canine Igor with him when he leaves the department purely out of spite, knowing the separation would be devastating, obviously, for both Hagen and Igor. The pair have worked together for more than five years, during which time they have formed an unbreakable bond. 
quoting Hagen here, he's been with us through our first home, our forever home, marriage, having a baby. He's been with us through everything. We're his only family, the only family he knows. This heartbreaking saga began back in September when Hagen told his supervisor out of respect that he would be looking for job opportunities in order to move closer to his family, a decision the chief reportedly applauded. Hagen had no job opportunities at the time. Chief Wayne Hudson decided to rip the German shepherd apart from his longtime handler so the canine could acclimate to a new officer, according to an online petition. There they are. What a handsome couple, huh? Wow. Officer Chad and canine have worked together more than five years. The desperate handler argued the beloved six-and-a-half-year-old pooch was nearing retirement, even offered to buy him which is not normal, for 10 grand. The usual price when they retire and are given to the officer that was assigned to the dog is $1. It's just a representative amount of money so that some money has changed hands. This offer was denied clearly an act of spite. Chief Hudson stated, it, Igor, the dog, is a tool, and there is no financial amount that would be considered. Is that the idiot police chief there? Yeah. Anyway, read this article. There is a petition online. Sign it if you can. Donate if you can. I don't know what it's going to take. I will follow this story. There's been no resolve. But as of right now, Igor has been taken away from Officer Chad and assigned to another officer. Sorry, I don't want to bring you down, but this story was too important not to cover. The hell is the matter with these people? All right, one more sip of blackout coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's time to move on to our book. <coughs> Man, did we have an adventure last night. We read books on this show, been doing it since the very beginning, trying to encourage you to read, to get your kids to read, to get a book in their hands. So we've done all kinds of classic children's literature, and right now we are doing Treasure Island. Man, what a story. I admitted before, I never read this as a kid. Don't tell my teachers. I was probably supposed to, but I didn't. I wish I had, because it's a great book. We're up to chapter 12, beginning tonight, today. It's called The Council of War. There was a great hush of feet across the deck. I could hear people rumbling up from the cabin and the foxholes and Slipping in an instant outside my barrel, I dived behind the force, made a double towards the stern, and came out upon the open deck in time to join Hunter and Dr. Livesey in the rush for the wither bow. 
There all hands were already congregated. A belt of fog had lifted almost simultaneously with the appearance of the moon. Away to the southwest of us, we saw two low hills, about a couple of miles apart. Rising behind one of them, a third and higher hill, whose peak was still buried in the fog. All three seemed sharp, conical in figure. So much I saw almost in a dream, for I'd not yet recovered from my horrid fear of a minute or two before. And then I heard the voice of Captain Smollett issuing orders. The Hispaniola was laid a couple of points nearer the wind and now sailed a course that would just clear the island on the east. And now, men, said the captain, when all was sheeted home, has any one of you ever seen that land ahead? I have, sir, said Silver. I've watered there with a trader I was cooking. The anchorage is on the south, behind an island, I fancy, asked the captain. Yes, sir. Skeleton Island, they calls it. It were a main place for pirates once, and a hand we had on board knowed all their names for it. That hill to the northern, they calls the Foremast Hill. There are three hills in a row running southward, four main and mizzen, sir. But the main, that's the biggin, with the cloud on it. They usually calls that the spyglass by reason of a lookout they kept when they was in the anchorage cleaning. For it's there they clean their ship, sir, asking your pardon. I have a chart here, said Captain Smollett. See if that's the place. Long John's eyes burned in his head as he took the chart. But by the fresh look of the paper, I knew he was doomed for disappointment. This wasn't the map we found in Billy Bones's chest, but an accurate copy, complete in all things, names, heights, soundings, with the single exception of the red crosses and the written notes. Sharp as must have been his annoyance, Silver had the strength of mind to hide it. Yes, sir, he said. This is the spot, to be sure. Very prettily drawn out. Who might have done that, I wonder? The pirates were too ignorant, I reckon. Aye, here it is, Captain Kidd's Anchorage. Just the name my shipmate called it. As a strong current runs along south and then away norward up the west coast. Right you was, sir, said he, to haul your wind and keep the weather of the island, leastways. If such was your intention as to enter and careen, and there ain't no better place for that in these waters. Thank you, my man, said Captain Smollett. I'll ask you later on to give us a help. You may go. I was surprised at the coolness with which John avowed his knowledge of the island, and I own I was half frightened when I saw him drawing nearer to myself. He didn't know to be sure that I'd overheard his counsel from the apple barrel, and yet I had by this time taken such a horror of his cruelty, duplicity, and power, I could scarcely conceal a shudder when he laid his hand upon my arm. Aye, said he, 
This here's a sweet spot, this island. A sweet spot for a lad to get ashore on. You'll bathe, you'll climb trees, you'll hunt goats, you will, and you'll get aloft on them hills like a goat yourself. Why, it makes me young again. I was going to forget my timber leg, I was. It was a pleasant thing to be young, have ten toes. You may lay to that. When you want to go a bit of exploring, you just ask old John. He'll put up a snack for you to take along. And clapping me in the friendliest way upon the shoulder, he hobbled off forward and went below. Captain Smollett, the squire, Doc Livesley were talking together on the quarter deck, and anxious as I was to tell them my story, I durst not interrupt them openly. While I was still casting about in my thoughts to find some probable excuse, Dr. Livesey called me to his side. He'd left his pipe below, and being a slave to tobacco had meant that I should fetch it. But as soon as I was near enough to speak and not be overheard, I broke out immediately. Doctor, let me speak to you. Get the captain and squire down to the captain, the cabin. Then make some pretense to send for me. I have terrible news. The doctor changed countenance a little, but next moment he was master of himself. Thank you, Jim, he said quite loudly. That was all I wanted to know, as if he had to ask me a question. And with that he turned on his heel and rejoined the other two. They spoke together a little, thought none of them started or raised his voice, or so much as whistled. It was plain enough that Dr. Livesey had communicated my request, for the next thing I heard was the captain giving an order to Job Anderson, and all hands were piped on deck. My lads, said Captain Smollett, I have a word to say to you. This land we've sighted is the place we've been sailing to. Mr. Trelawney, being a very open-handed gentleman, as we all know, has just asked me a word or two, and I was able to tell him that every man on board has done his duty, alow and aloft, as I never asked to see it done better. Why, he and I and the doctor are going below to the cabin to drink to your health and luck. And you'll have grog served out for you to drink to our health and luck. I'll tell you what I think of this. I think it handsome. And if you think as I do, you'll give a good sea cheer for the gentleman that does it. The cheer followed. It was a matter of course but it rang out so full and hearty that I confess I could hardly believe these same men were plotting for our blood. One more cheer for Captain Smollett, cried Long John, when the first had subsided. And this also was given with a will. On the top of that, the three gentlemen went below, and not long after, word was sent forward that Jim Hawkins was wanted in the cabin. I found all three of them seated around a table, bottle of Spanish wines, raisins before them, 
the doctor smoking away with his wig on his lap, and that I knew was a sign that he was agitated. The stern window was open, for it was a warm night, and you could see the moon shining behind the ship's wakes. Now, Hawkins, said the squire, you have something to say? Speak up. I did as I was bid. And that's where we'll cut it off for tonight. We'll continue this uh, tomorrow on our show. Wow, it's getting cool. It's been cool from the very beginning. We're about halfway through Chapter 12 of Treasure Island. All right, folks, don't please don't forget to hit that follow button. Get your free uh, Rumble account. Free to follow the show. Cost you nothing. We don't spam your inbox. Blackout coffee. Pick up a couple bags. Give some away for holiday gifts. Brilliant idea. Check it out. Help support the show. Help support a truly American company that makes an amazing coffee. Links are all down in our show notes. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. And I will see you again tomorrow. <laughs>